Today on the Whatsoever Things Show, the boys share stories and remember Pastor Craig, discuss Bible literacy, and a surprise guest shows up. It's another great show, so hang on. Here we go. Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Whatsoever Things Show, a podcast designed to stimulate your mind, tickle your funny bone, and encourage your faith. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This is the Whatsoever Things Show, recorded on August 30th, 2021. Pastor Craig was the best. Welcome to the Whatsoever Things podcast. I am Mike Rumer. To my left, I have... Thomas Hickman. Oh! <laughs> On the south end zone, Pastor Daniel. That would be the winning end zone. A place the Seminoles will never see. And to my right, <laughs> to my right, I guess the only other Republican in here. <laughs> Conservative, right. evangelical Christian. I'm, I'm more libertarian. I'll them all out. So we're, this is sort of a, well, first we're all giddy because we haven't been here in a while, a long time. It's summer. We've had a lot of busy busyness going on, and we did record one early that Thomas tried to do with his computer. Which is way that, too old, and it just wouldn't work. <laughs> well, I guess they found out you have no faith in their company or any of their software. So, hey, it is and, what and it so is. We're kind of re-recording the topic, but, but there's so much going on that we're going to kind of... We're going to have a theme, but we're going to kind of call this the campfire discussion, like the stuff we would talk about if we were on a campfire in a Christian setting with An apple biting a person. So, <laughs> so, uh, so should we put in a disclaimer? A disclaimer. Because if we were sitting around a campfire, that wouldn't be recorded. Yes, but it's kind of topic. It's not. It's just going to be a current event. We've had a lot going on. Yeah. Um, this will play it's several weeks from now so some of it will be old news but whatever you know stuff we talk about sort of current events so um what i wanted to we were originally going to kind of base this off of is a re-recording of the episode where thomas was the the tech guy um we we the scripture we used was second peter 3 9 it's kind of titled that none should perish so the lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. None should perish. Jesus, God wants no one to perish. He's giving us ample opportunity. I think um, if you look at Josh, I know you want to ask a question. No, I'm just trying to remember. This is what we talked about when Thomas recorded. Yes. One? Yeah. I not remember. Your dad was here. Now the topic was I'm willing that none should perish. Well, your dad kind of went a lot deeper with. Um, That's because he's the adult supervision. Here. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's a fair and point. He's not wisdom. here tonight. <laughs> so fair kind, point. Of, kind of morphed into what happens after you perish, and. Um, oh, that's where we talked about the afterlife. Yes, we got to get him back on because uh, he's an expert in that stuff. Yeah. So, so under that theme of that none should perish. Um, I think we should bring this topic up first so we can get over it. But we've had the recent passing of Pastor Craig, who we've tried to get Pastor Craig and Nelsa on this podcast. Yeah, they were supposed to be next. I yeah. asked them to get on to the podcast, and they're like, oh, we can't do it this Monday. And I said, okay, well, we're going to take a hiatus, and after that, maybe we can get you on. And then I wish we could have got them on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This second round of COVID has hit home, really home closer to me than the first sort of round last year i'd venture to say it's hit closer to everybody's home yes yeah um so we've not not only had the unfortunate news of pastor craig which was found out on a saturday morning um, but that following tuesday my uncle passed from covid and so it was like within a couple of days um when I went to visit uh, Miss Nelsa on the, the the day we found out, when she was kind of going over the timeline of how things happened with he was doing well, he was doing well, they got a good report, things went downhill. My uncle was, I was getting the same reports, but in a faster amount of time. And uh, so um, 
so dealing with, for myself, uh, dealing with loss in very two close people to me. Um, as I was hearing about my uncle, I was dealing with guilt. The guilt you sometimes deal with when someone passes and you haven't said the things you want to say. All I could think about is all the times he bugged me, Pastor Craig bugged me on the phone, <laughs> calling me with ideas and concepts and plans, and, and I had to shoot yeah. him down 99.8% of the time. Um, and And so... I was dealing with that guilt as I was finding out my uncle's. Well, you were shooting them down because of time. You didn't yes, have time. Yes, I'll get back to the, yes. So, yeah. so, so as I was learning my uncle's just, fate in the right. same. Yes, um, and so when it was all when my uncle passed away, it gave me a clear picture of I had my uncle Chuck and Pastor Craig, both in their early sixties. One is going to leave a legacy of souls. The other is leaving a legacy of two kids and, and not much else. And uh, dealing with that, um, the appreciation for what Pastor Craig meant mm -hmm. and brought was even greater. He had a lot of ideas. He, he, he never stopped thinking of stuff. He went to the clearance aisle of Walmart every day, mm -hmm. either bought stuff for Rangers or Children's Church or had ideas. Um, he would, you know, I say bother me because he, he always had these ideas and plans and things we could do. And many times I was like, that's great, but that, that's too big of an idea for what you and I and yeah. my other helper, a couple helpers can do. And we did some of them, but some we, we, we couldn't do. I was like, if you can figure out a way to get it done, yes. But um, if we would have implemented many of the ideas or done and he had such a heart for, uh, he wanted kids to, I think, in a way, not have grow, uh, grow up the way he did. He really wanted them to, he, he wanted the boys to hygiene. He wanted them to understand yeah. all aspects of hygiene. I, I was like, Pastor yeah. Craig, we're not, we can't teach him about brushing your teeth and deodorant for four weeks, right? It, it's. That's something the parents got to do, but he wanted to provide all that stuff to them. Yeah, and um, you kind of remember. I don't, I mean, he, he was he was the best. I mean, he, I I I talk about him in Sunday school. I mentioned he's like an artist in the fact that he was so out of the box, absolutely so unique that you couldn't put him in a program and say follow the program. No you way. couldn't put him in a box. There's no way he is his own guy, and it's like. Telling him, like you say, no, we can't do that. It's like telling an artist he can't paint a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. You know, he can do it. And he wanted to make things shine and make it good for the kids. Like, you could tell he loved it. And um, it was one of the most frustrating things about working with him was the fact that he was always doing exactly that. He was an artist, and he was constantly doing these little things looking for new ways to, yeah, to do right. things and, and like you said going going to the junk store and and stopping on the side of the road and picking up something is is, is an know, illustration for something yeah, his son got up in the funeral yeah, and he, he said that and he said uh we many of times they would be driving down the road and they would stop and he would turn the car around and he said i thought i saw something his dad <laughs> craig would say i thought i saw something he turned around and he's like sometimes it'd be nothing but he said who knows maybe it'll be something next time <laughs> never stop to Turn around. No, don't never keep going. Stop and turn around and check to see if it's something. Amanda, my wife told me um, the story of when she went to Fun Arts, which is the kids' version of Fine Arts. Yeah. And they took Eli, my son, with him. He was, this is several years ago, so he was younger. And one or two of our, uh, you know, fifth grade students, and they went to compete. And it was at this big church, Faith Assembly in Orlando. And every time, every time they turned around, <clears throat> they couldn't find Pastor Craig. They were constantly looking for him, and, and that's because he was always uh, roaming around the sides looking at shiny things, yeah. always trying to get new ideas, and they spent the whole day looking for Pastor Craig because he was always wandering. <laughs> he was good. On campouts, he would always have stuff for the kids. He'd always, he, like, he didn't care about how things would fit in a schedule. You know, I'm like, remember, we would have, like, service, and then it's time for bed. You know, we quiet down, go to bed, and Craig brings out his grill, and he's cooking, you know, fried or shrimp or something right. for the kids. Like, Craig, we got to go to bed. He's like, yeah, let's have a, let's have a, uh, yeah. so, roast. for instance, yes, I'm going to bring that up, uh, how he would do that. So, he wanted to take the kids fishing. <laughs> now, what he wanted to do was take kids from pre-K to high school 
fishing in a pond or a lake and teach them how to tie a hook and put on a lure and cast the lure and retrieve the lure. Okay. You can't do that in a day. And you, I was like, that's great. We will go fishing, but we're doing it simple. We're going to go to the bridge. We're going to drop the line on the other side of the bridge right into the salt water and catch a lot of fish. We don't have time. So he's, he anyways, which he needed to do is he brought three fishing poles to the next couple of classes and put on these rubber frogs without hooks and let the kids cast them in the gym. Practice cast. But it's like they can't cast. If you have kids standing within 20 feet of each other casting it's not gonna work we're gonna do nothing but untangle lines so we went fishing even though he wanted he wanted to teach them how to cast i was like we can get there let's first take them fishing because the first thing they want to do is catch a fish right away and that's what they want to do as soon as that van pulled up the beauty was all you had to do was take the and drop it over so we had them fishing within three minutes he went and he begrudgingly, even on the van ride there, he was, he, you could tell he wanted to do, teach, him. teach him how to, but he cooked beanie weenies the whole time. Yeah. I don't have a picture of him on that camp out because he was behind the curb hidden from the wind. He cooked beanie weenies on that little grill the whole time for those kids. So he wanted them to have good food and, and have good fun. You can tell his heart was in the yes. kids. Like it yes. was the kids. That it was were... the experience. Yes. It, like it, at powwow, he would cook shrimp. He would cook shrimp first. It got hotter. It got spicier each pack. The first was basic. Then it had cayenne, and then yeah, it had curry. He, he pulled you in. He pulled you in, and it got spicier. <laughs> and the kids loved that. Oh yeah. That's why. And so um, when we did the camp out at Sozo this year, what did he do? He cooked shrimp. Mm -hmm. They wanted. They, some kids had never had that, and they liked spices, and it introduced them. And so what he needed to do was just whatever his idea was, just go with it, which he never wanted to – he didn't want to step on any toes. He didn't like to make a decision. He Just come true. and do it, and then, yeah. you know, ask for forgiveness later. Then we would have been in it. But when I have sit there and think about, okay, yeah. three adults, ten kids, casting rods in the wind – Disaster. With he, worms falling off, it's like no, we're, yes. So he was great, and I and I still say he's the high water mark for children's pastors. You're not, you can't, you can't replace a guy like that. It's so unique, and they're so rare. Someone who can, who is out of the box artist like that, you're not going to replace a guy like that. If you looked it's at his postcard that he sent, it was this little. He put as much information on that mm. thing. You couldn't even read it. There was even a barcode on it. There was so much information. If he had a space, he would stick like Christmas program coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Just everything, just like yeah. But um, uh, he'll He's be missed. Big I time. I had, big went time. through the guilt of some of the you know as I said with the Rangers, um, the things we didn't do and the ideas and same. Um, and so, but I dealt with that at the same time as losing my uncle, which is really uh, besides my grandmother passing a couple years ago first family member that I really had to deal with um, unexpected death and um, and but I look at them and they're just they're two they kind of look my they kind of look alike to me if you saw a picture you they have sort of resemblance around the same age one's gonna leave a legacy I just think of the the trip we made to Cuba and pa and uh, pa Pastor Craig taught children's church he wanted to go to do children's church there he brought his table his prize table and he brought the games and the banners and he had that area outside they normally just sit on these little wooden benches it looked like an indoor children's church almost and he had those kids will never have children's church like that no. again they had it one sunday um and that that was him he brought all that he that's that's the experience. Remember the cannon at uh <laughs> Yes, we call him Pastor Boom. Um like that was the best. So the just for a background, the the campsite next to us, they stayed up well, all there was night. a fire there was, there was a, a fire ban. You were in a fire ban yeah, in right. the county we were in. You should yeah. also point out this was a giant camp out with lots yeah, of churches. Peninsula, Florida district. Yeah. It was the powwow, yes. And so the, the campsite next to us stayed up all night talking and Craig got up early in the morning and packed that cannon yep. and ignited it and boom woke up the whole place including and the police officers that showed up the yeah, security, within a few minutes every, every kind of security descended they come on golf carts they come on golf carts they all just come speak 
And you have to know powwow. It, there's a lot of chiefs and not a lot of Indians. And so yes. everybody wants to, what's going on? What's happening? We heard a propane tank exploded. And Craig stood there stone-faced and they said, did fire shoot out of this? Da, 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 da. And he said, it's an electric start. It has an electric ignition. That's all he would say yeah. is electric, which of course it shoots fire everywhere. <laughs> that one guy wanted to cuss out Pastor Craig. Yeah. He was so red furious. But Craig had just got the job here. And I remember at that moment, I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy. We, this guy is perfect. Pastor Boom. Oh, Pastor Boom. I love it. You know, he was, and he, <laughs> I also liked how he didn't like following rules sometimes. So when when Misty was having <laughs> you would oh yeah. man Misty was having surgery and it was COVID the first wave was coming through and they would they would let me in to the waiting room but they wouldn't let anybody else in and I had to get screened they that checked my temperature asked me all the questions and then they gave me a sticker that said I've been screened mm-hmm. but no one else is allowed in so I'm sitting there in the waiting room all by myself and here comes Pastor Craig walking in <laughs> he had found a sticker on the ground. <laughs> And stuck it on his shirt, and nobody questioned him. And he walked right in. He said, "Hey, John." And we were talking, having a conversation. He's like, "When was Misty gonna get out?" I'm like, "I don't know." He's like, "I'm gonna go ask for you." I'm like, "Maybe you shouldn't ask." And he went out to ask, and they found out. Like, wait, what are you doing in here? And they kicked him out. <laughs> it wasn't so much that he wanted to break the rules; he just didn't mind. No, he didn't it, mind, and he knew I was. He just would, didn't pay attention. He knew it would cheer me up to see him, and he did it. And I just, I love that about him. You yes. know. And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I was like, Pastor Craig, you get to be a kid again in your job. You look at his office. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you have, you and Nelsa have raised your kids so well. Like, that's not something he has to deal with. Can I share about sense. that real quick? Yeah. So at VBS this year, I was talking to him and um, he, it was after one of the nights and he was uh, grilling. I don't remember which night it was, but he was he was grilling the hot dogs or whatever it was that we were having that night. And um, we got to talking about kids and how I, I mentioned something like we were talking about before that we started recording about how, you know, people aren't raising, they're not really raising their kids anymore. They're outsourcing it. We got to talking yeah. about that. And we got to talking about his kids. One of them is a pharmaceutical tech yeah. of some sort. One of them is, is an engineer, but twice. He's a double engineer. He knows how to, he's... Yeah. Twice an engineer. Uh, one of them's a um, uh, a firefighter in Miami. The fourth one is in flight school to become a, a pilot. A pilot. Mm-hmm. He's got four not just somewhat successful, highly successful, well balanced children who be- at best at best guess love the Lord. Mm. I can't think of a better um, fatherly role model than that oh, to, was- to to. To, to try to be like he he's successfully raised these children and now like you said he can be a child again right yeah. yes you you look at Craig and you're like that's a dad right there if the definition of a dad you know that's him mm-hmm. and he was he he was a good one and he had good you know he did raise them right mm-hmm. we're gonna miss Sorry. him yeah so I am gonna miss him I, that that I've been to a lot of funerals that one really cracked me up a lot I had a hard time just because he's Mm-hmm. Unique, you know. There's just so few people mm-hmm. like that. It stinks. Yes. Um, and so I get I. So I've gained a, in a sense motivation f- during during this process of um, uh, seeing where I'm going to be. I I just think that your legacy. Yeah, I just think perhaps we're close. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're closer to the end times than each day but I, I just think that man um revelation is just starting to seem clear to me and where am i going to be what kind of legacy you know so if i the, think of your legacy right now you're the guy who shot down all the cool ideas pastor craig yes, that's me that's me that's me i'm sure he found someone up there that is yeah. digging his he's ideas. got all the freedom he wants right. and yeah, i would say i would say pastor craig yes but here look look one day I'm gonna work here in this town or close by. I'm gonna come here. We'll have lunch. We'll be able to plan and strategize, and it just never happened. Nah. It was, and so I would tell him that though. I'm like, just give me a year. I, I just feel I'll be working over this way, and we'll be able to plan and commiserate. And so, um, but I I think with my life, it it it, it was in a season of motivation, um, and. Uh, 
pastors that he had a meeting Thursday night with a, b- a bunch of men. Thomas, you were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Daniel, you were there. And it all just kind of coming into place for me. Josh, you weren't there. Uh, you were on vacation. Oh, okay. Um, yes. He played hooky. Um, I was busy saving the world that night. Yeah, we were eating pizza. Where were you? <laughs> when was this? I sent you the picture. It was, it was the week you were on vacation. Yeah. I sent you a picture of, of me, Pastor Daniel, and, and Matt eating oh, pizza. Yeah. Even Raul was there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, get us back on track. Uh, I, th- I thought it was right to bring talk about Pastor Craig's passing first. Um, but, you know, this is campfire talk, and we're, we're talking about Jesus doesn't want to leave anyone behind. And... He wants to use us. Um, I think if 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 you look at how fast how fast our society is changing, um, and the uh, how do you say it? How fast the norms of our society are changing. Our values, the Christian values, are not suitable for the twenty first century. Yeah. That's what here in the the buzzword now is it's in the science. It's all about the science. Yeah. I was talking to somebody and they were saying that the the generation before us, when they were our age, they were more solid and just church folks in general were more solid and hard nosed than we are. We're kind of wishy washy this generation of Christians. What do you guys think about that? You think that's or we just look at the older generation that way? I I think the needle continues to swing back and forth depending on the generation that you're talking about. Um, the, the older generation, uh, I think they were more solid, but and, and I'm just generalities here. I'm not saying for everybody, but best I could tell, there were fewer of them, fewer of them that had an actual legitimate relationship with Jesus. They they knew the Bible better than the relationship. And I think we've swung the other direction. Again, I'm just talking about generalities, mm-hmm. not everybody. I think we've swung the other duration, other direction in that um, the relationship with Jesus is what makes holiness. But I think we also forget that we need to know the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was at a funeral this past week. It was at a, a Catholic church, and I've never been to a Catholic church, never oh, been a part of a Catholic I, funeral. Yeah, I heard and, you got to read. And I got to read. Um, oh, yeah? Did I you, got to re- do a reading. Is it in Latin? No, it was no. in English. Um, uh, but there's a lot of people that didn't realize that what I was reading was not Scripture as we know it. It was from um, the Book of Wisdom, which is not in <laughs> yeah. our canon of yeah. the Bible. And But a lot of people didn't know that because... They don't know the Bible. They didn't know that what what I was saying wasn't. Josh is a what, believer of the Maccabees. Hey, I, you know, it's a great book. They're not bad books. And what I read was good wisdom. It could be considered godly wisdom, and it sounds like scripture, but it wasn't. At it least wasn't as far as we know, yeah. it wasn't. Along the lines of you know, having need really needing to know the the Bible. Uh, Brother Gator had said something. This was months ago, and one of our Thursday nights, and you know, he was talking about how. Uh, when the devil was tempting Jesus, you know, and he took him all over, and Jesus just kept quoting scripture. Mm-hmm. So, it was, if Jesus needed the Bible to defeat Satan, what makes us think we can do it yeah. without it? Mm-hmm. It's funny too, because Jesus is actually speaking scripture. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean? and he's still he is scripture. He's still yeah. he's speaking scripture, he's the and he's word. still quoting the Old Testament. Yep. To, to, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yes. Which supports the the claim that he made that he was the fulfillment mm-hmm. of scripture. He was the living mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And but but again, like I'm saying, yeah, what makes written. us think it we can written. do it without mm-hmm. scripture mm-hmm. when he, when he could? So we're the we're emphasizing right now media, and in that emphasis, I'm looking for a study to do um, when I do start a study in my house. Oh, you're um, going to start a small group? Yes, I'll tell you. Yes, is but, it limited to a certain amount of people? Because this podcast <laughs> reaches six yeah. right now. <laughs> um, but looking at all these resources, and then I heard a pastor saying, "There's the, the reason there's so many versions of the Bible out there is because God's trying to make one that you will read. And I'm like... <laughs> Who said that? A, a pastor. No way. And it's like, yes. I mean, I will spend time watching YouTube videos on people preach or talking about a subject in the Bible instead of just reading, reading it and learning yeah, it yeah, and living it I and know. loving it, you know? There's a, there's a place for both of those. There it, is. It has to be a balance. But... I think, as I think Josh said earlier, people knew the Bible more back in the day. I agree. And it, it somewhat formed some morals. And, and then I think today with this, this here phone that Thomas is suspect of, 
You're I'm able- suspect of every. Hey, in God I trust. All others pay cash. <laughs> I'm suspect of everything. Fair enough. <laughs> the speed and what is the easiness that you can find things to make you stumble, not having being as grounded in uh, the Bible is is. And I made some notes, so I'm just going to read them because I'll forget. But um, I. I think there's a conf- there's always a conflict underway, but there is a conflict, sort of like almost a coup. When you talked about before this started, you know, what if a certain group comes here and tries to take over? We might just allow them to. I think the 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 mood of people are way in the majority of um, not being a Christian nation. And so the we're in a season of change, and this season, the rate at which the change is happening is staggering. It's all being science, 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 science. Oh, I think like what, I'm just going back to what my buddy said about the earlier gener- or the generation before us, and now that the challenges are different. Um, it seems like if you go back to the let's I don't know the 50s and 60s. There wasn't a whole lot of information you could get a hold hold of. You could go to the library and learn some stuff, I guess. Um, but you only had so much. And now, if, if this is like the age of information, it's flooding in in all directions. And you can go down a rabbit hole. You can get on the internet, go down a rabbit hole any way you want. And it, it's well, almost the challenge is it's not the information. It's how to judge good information against bad information yes. and to compare them together. The and if you can do that, then you can you can weave yourself through the, this world. Age, but if you can't, you'll find yourself leaning to a side or another side. The age we're in, you can spread truth faster than you can spread anything. But you can also spread propaganda and lies faster than you. What's the, the saying? A lie makes it halfway around the world before, before the truth even has its pants on. Or something like that. Shoes on, pants, Shoes on, pants on, whatever. You've got to have either one. I mean, it's it's a. I mean, potentially, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, it, all the information in the entire world just about is at the tip of our fingertips. It's just, and we're well, at the rate we're going, we're duplicating uh, the amount of data that we have every eighteen months. Well, it's also so like we always talk about the society we live in, the society we live in, but we're the society too. Yeah. And we're, who we talk to and who we come in contact with, it's a different than, uh, you know, what do you do with your guilt and you know come to Jesus? You know, that's that's there too. But you'll go to someone who's gone down a rabbit hole and they know their facts, and you try to talk to them. You have to know. You have to be ready for that and get those facts, those things out of the way to get them to Jesus. And it's different. It's like a, it's a harder struggle than, or it's a different struggle, I should say, than the uh, generation yeah, it, before. It's, it's like having to know your, and, and your I think opponent. As, yeah, and I think as Christians, we got to rise to that challenge. And if we don't, it's not going to be good. I think we can get lost in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can I get do. lost. And yeah. I look at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what is going to make you able to say, I will not worship that God. And if my God does not save me from this fire, I still would not worship your God yeah. and then have the faith to go in that fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I, pastors, I, that, that, I'm sorry, Pastor Daniel, but, but the two Sundays ago, the sermon on Enoch mm-hmm. um, was awesome. And what, what just was glaring to me, it said, after becoming the father of Methuselah, so a whole lifetime of him being whoever he was, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years. So it's like he had this life after he had Methuselah. He did something that he walked with God. Maybe it was the whole time, but I, you know, Mike Rumor was Mike until... Until he wasn't. <laughs> until, yes. And that's exactly it. Also... Uh... I, I think you're right in that we need to know the Word, and I don't want to take it away from that. In fact, the Assemblies of God right now, that's one of their focuses is Bible literacy. They're the, from the national office, keeping in mind that each church in the Assemblies is a cooperative fellowship, so whether or not we choose to follow, that's <laughs> right. up to us. But that's one of their pushes is Bible literacy. I'm all for that. The flip side of that is I don't know anybody who's ever been argued or debated into the kingdom. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place for that if they want to have a debate. Yeah. If they want to try to prove you wrong you need to hold your own yeah but people are only loved into the kingdom well They're i not think proven wrong hey, when you prove somebody wrong that generally just makes them double down 
No, I, I disagree. I, I think if if somebody is having if somebody's debating someone to prove them wrong, I feel like their motivations are wrong. Yeah, I feel but, like the point usually when when you may Wait, be you debating, debating them with right the right. Well, you <laughs> may be debating them with the right heart, but they're not debating you with the right heart. Potentially, yeah. And I'm, I may be wrong, but I I feel like to me the point of a debate is just to get the other person to think. Like mm-hmm. that. That's it. Here's my. Here's how I see it, guys. So God made you, gave you a head, a brain, and he gave you a heart to feel. Um, and there are people who need the brain talked to, and then there are people who need the heart talked to. Fair, and man. you have the evangelist who who knows how to, like he is gifted to speak to the heart, and you need the theologian who knows how to speak mm-hmm. to the brain. Yeah, you're right. I'm and you need both. And it's it's it I, happens in I some I'm people. I'm talking about like with our neighbors. Uh, you, I literally mean just like Jesus was talking about our neighbors. Yeah. Um, the, the That story of... Of uh, the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan didn't debate anybody into the kingdom. He loved them into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not denying we yeah. need to know the word, and, and there's a place for having that conversation. We shouldn't call it a debate because debates never end well. If you yeah. ask me, not in the modern age, uh, people die on a hill that they don't don't need to die on. But you do it right. But well, yeah, well, that's, with, that's you're right. If you do it right, yes. But the other person may not always be see, doing it right. I guess even when if I'm, you are. When I'm looking for a debate, I'm looking at, okay, I see an obstacle in your way. Let me try and move that obstacle out of mm-hmm. your way. And everything else is, we can work on that later, but let's look at this one obstacle. Mm-hmm. Are you sure this really belongs here? Mm-hmm. And, and you, so, you've done a really good job with me in the over the years. With oh, that, really? Sometimes you'll poke holes. Dang it, I didn't want to, I didn't want to think about that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel. He's done that too. Well, also, when, when, it, when it comes to debating, I feel like there's a lot of people who, they, 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 talk in a way where they're presenting facts but it's not facts it's opinions they think are true mm-hmm. and it's it's opinions from the people that they think are giving them facts and that's that's another problem we have in today's society is there's an expert opinion on every subject matter yeah. and every way to think about something the current climate that we're in yeah. is over politicized we all know that but everybody ha- has an expert that they're quoting and you have an opinion because of somebody because you believe yep. somebody that yeah. told you something yep. and you and me yeah. and well we i have an opinion because i don't believe them well, that that because I don't trust nobody. <laughs> I don't know where to go oh. with that one, but I guess the point is for everybody but Thomas, we're all we're all debating uh, facts based on somebody's opinion. I want to say, I mean, I can't remember. There, who. there there is only one truth, and that's I suppose that's where this conversation can come back. I can't to, remember. There's who, only one truth: the Bible. Who did the experiment? I want to say it was David Hume. It was some philosopher back in the day, but he wanted to see if opinions really mattered or not, and so he took uh, wine expensive wine and poured it into an old shoe and let it sit overnight and then he served it to these wine tasters and most of them couldn't tell a difference but there were a few who said they could taste a hint of leather and so he was saying but it's you know whether wine is good or bad is an opinion it's a, and he said well it turns out that there is some opinions that have value but the majority of opinions don't have value. I don't know if that. I probably misspoke that whole experiment. But it, it, we, we, we get the con- we get the concept. Yeah, we can cut that out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but to Mike's point originally that brought this up, <clears throat> we we we've got to get to a place where we're, we know the word better. That's just undeniable in the American church. Maybe the church at, at large. People in America don't know the Bible. I did a, a message. I preached a sermon several years ago. Um, I warned my adults before the service, I'm going to be preaching completely wrong. Don't freak out. I'm, I'm going to take the first 10 minutes and preach something that's completely inaccurate. I'm going to read scripture that doesn't exist. Um, and Miss Mindy, bless her, she forgot that I said that. And she starts, hey, wait, wait. She's, I'm like, wait a minute, let me get through it. My point was I preached a 10-minute sermon to teenagers and got them really excited about something yeah. that was completely false. Yeah. Then to oh, turn yeah. around and say, this is why you need to know scripture. Mm-hmm. This is why you need to know it. Uh, one day I'm going to do that in here. Don't tell anybody. I'm going to do that when Pastor uh, will let, let me. Know. I'm going to do that to the There's going to be Dude, six that's... podcast listeners who already know you're going to do it. <laughs> that's good. You need so. let me know ahead of time so I can make sure I'm here. Right. I want to be in the building There's for a, that. Well, don't, don't flag me down. Yeah, you know, let me get to my Sunday point. Yeah, yeah. that video? Well, was it Joe or you? Somebody preached and they had like something in the background. Oh, yeah. Chinese checkers or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he preached. I was watching Distractions, him play I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a pastor preach. He he had a, a guy dressed as, as the devil come out and sit on the stage. Just sat, just sat and watched while he preached. I could not stop watching the guy. I mean, he would like scratch his head or whatever. I couldn't a, stop watching him. There's a video on YouTube called I'm a Thought Leader. And if you get a chance, check it out. And this guy, he says nothing. But he's kind of making fun of TED Talks. He says, I'm a thought leader. And you know I'm a thought leader because I'm doing this. 
He's moving and, his hands. Yeah, and then, oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> can't see that. But anyways, he goes through this whole thing, and it's like, oh, my gosh, there is such a formula to just getting people to pay attention to you. It's pretty funny. Bible literacy. Bible literacy. Get in it. Learn it. If you're not reading it, you're not doing it right. And and, you, and you'll be, I mean, as Christians, we should be, like, lifelong students of the Bible. You don't know it. I don't care how many times you've read it. There's context and things that you can learn forever about the Bible, you know? And I think the better you know it, the the better you know God. You know, that's interesting. He is the word. Um, it's interesting because like we pray to God, we sing songs to God, but if you don't read the Bible, then who do you know who you're talking to and who are you praying to? Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of know him because of what he's spoken in the past and then you know him, you know, I don't know. We, we know him because somebody got up at a yeah. pulpit and gave their opinion. <laughs> yeah. 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 Too often we're okay with that. We need to, we need to get in the word. Mm-hmm. Got to know it. Next subject. <laughs> yes. Wow. No, that's. Uh, yeah. I just. I mean, just in a way, you gotta look. Look at the Taliban. They waited twenty years. They knew. They know their beliefs. I mean. <clears throat> but churches who, are going who like crazy in, gonna, in, in who, Afghanistan who, right now. Oh, they are. Man. I mean, we try to do it. We try to live this life, and we constantly, no matter what you say, we tiptoe in outside you, you, either through through something that's not spiritual and and I think uh, I routinely think you know if I, I want to the only reason I want to go into business and I don't want to have the four-hour work week I want to be able to have the week where I can I want to have a work week where I can focus on God and, and let the business run itself like right now I'm I, I'm a paycheck I'm a time card mm. and I think I would be much better person if I had more time but then you have more time for other things hobbies what else whatever else you want to put in there it's like getting a that bigger house be you, you, you wish you had a bigger house until you get a bigger house and you fill it with more junk right mm-hmm. I wanted to me I wanted to have a nice St. Augustine manicured lawn that was like it yeah and then you find out that's just another marriage. It's worse than it, it's longer than a mortgage. It's like there's it always worse. Than I, you know, then I started making my landscape beds bigger because you have to mow it two times a week during the summer. Have to. Uh, you have to spray it for sand dollars. You have to water it enough or it gets brown spot. It's just one thing after another. And that's why I just have you, cow pasture grass I was about right to say, now. do you even have St. Augustine? That was in my other house. This oh, one's okay. just cow pasture. I just mow it. I love it. <laughs> Don't do anything else. Don't Fair water enough. it, but unless it rains. Is it just Bahia? Yes. Man, that's what's up. So, um, anyhow, um, and I look for people that I can try to, uh, you say, emulate, but somebody that lives a life, I guess, somewhat in line or similar to me, and I haven't found that person that's not, that's not uh, a paid pastor. I just I don't I don't know who. Um, I'd say Gator probably is somebody that you could look at and says he's someone that has this walk. He has his he has his work life. Yeah, he's legit. And he works with some rough people. Mm-hmm. And he has now uh, and he has his Christian walk that you can tell he's dedicated. But there's not many people like that, and we need to be us our generation um our our wives are fully capable and i think all of our wives are somewhat better than us in some aspects of uh let's hope so (laughs) (laughs) and we just that's that's you know i think that that's part of the reason i want to do this you know this men's group and what you know i've been struggling with I'm busy. We're all busy. I've got kids. I've got, Mm -hmm. they've got tests and, and extracurricular activities. And I've had every excuse until pastor had that meeting the other day. And he said, what we're going to do is we're going to offer these seasons instead of being a commitment. Like I now have a Bible study at my house and it's every week. And if it doesn't have what you've missed two weeks, you're kind of, you know, you need to get things together. It's a season Mm -hmm. from September to December is a season. Well, you can name your own season. Well, mine's going to yeah. be mid-October to mid-December. That go. season will be try to get seven, eight, nine meetings in there, and and then if that is your group, wife going to cook cookies? Yes. How about ribs? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> haven't figured out all the logistics yet. It will be at my house. It'll be either a Sunday night, a Monday, or Thursday. But it's going to happen. I've made that commitment. 
So, I've got to find a to study. Me, Sunday nights is is we've got n- nothing going on on campus except for youth at your house on campus, whatever. Sunday nights we used to have church on Sunday nights. We're we're not because of COVID yes. and various things. Sunday nights is a great night because you can start earlier in the day. You still got time for your nap. You start a little earlier right. in the day, so kids aren't going to bed late. Well, here's time. my stupid excuse for that. Many Sundays I'm coming back into town, mm-hmm. and it's just that commitment of yep. being there, being ready, and and so that's but that's just an excuse so um but that season so we go october through december and then if that depending on who's in that group maybe it's just a one time and then we offer it the next season or we just keep going and, and then ideally maybe it becomes one of, one of the ways pastor scott's putting together our fed groups is ideally the leader of that group is mentoring somebody who's who's going to either take take that group at some point right. or they're going to start, start their own group and, and, the and there's about, always a, a, a turnover there. right and the nice thing about right now is okay maybe there's a video aspect well we're not going to meet this week during thank the week of thanksgiving mm-hmm. but sometime during that week watch this video mm-hmm. and so when we come back we'll be up to speed so mm-hmm. um I, I i've been reflecting I've, I've gone through the guilt i've gone through the sorrow now i'm like what legacy am i going to leave it's um, going to be a Three month Bible study. Yes, it's it's gonna. Yes, <laughs> you're a terrible person. About? Everything not, about I'm you, not, you should be ashamed of. If I'm alive when your funeral, I'm gonna say Mike started that three month Bible study. I'm so proud of him. Look at this legacy. He's like, well, what Bible study are you leading, that, Josh? After that camp out, Josh did lead a Bible study once, and then they realized he should not lead a Bible study. <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, he's a Sunday school teacher. We got to give him credit for that. For those of you that are listening on the yeah. podcast, you should know that Gator is now um, looking at us strangely through the window. Gator, we were just talking about you. And we didn't say anything Thanks good, so don't worry. <laughs> Welcome, Gator, to the podcast. I see. Sit next to Thomas. Uh, does he need a mic? He's got it. He can have mine right here. I got one right here. <laughs> Gator was doing uh, my bo- uh, uh, on-the-move bo- uh, Sunday school class, and I was on vacation, and I got a text saying, Josh, is everything all right in there? I hear a lot of yelling going on. <laughs> Oh, Gator. That's a, that's only a rumor. <laughs> it was a rumor. How'd you know that? Yeah. Oh. So who's your guest tonight? You, you right now. now. Oh, why not walk in Yeah, you done, you done peeked through the wrong window. And I was Can't just play. saying my my sorry story on me is I'm trying to figure out how to be a, a better man that's going to leave a legacy. But uh, I tiptoe out in other things hobbies or work Uh and i said there's not many people that you can i can look to that demonstrates the way i want to live i say maybe the one that the only one that comes to mind is gator he works in the world (laughs) with some rough people and but he's still his parallel he has this walk that is you is just as you can tell invested in time in it as is as his work life and family life, his his your walk and your study, you can tell you spend just as much time. I, I'm not there, and I'm, I want to be there. I want to leave a legacy. Mike, it took me a long time to get there. Yes, it's not easy. Well, I, as I said, I look. I found in Pastor's sermon two weeks ago on Enoch. You know, it said, mm-hmm. uh, it said once Enoch had Methuselah, he walked with the Lord. So it's right. like oh, he had this whole almost like he had this life his 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 past before he had methuselah and then something changed right and he was able to walk with the lord same with me it, it may have been the whole time but it, at least something had to at, change in me before i yes. could walk with the lord and, mm-hmm. and we talked about that on the last podcast and it, it took a change in my life to get me to focus on my true focus right but it's a focus that i would say uh i would kind of characterize as you really don't care what anyone thinks. No. Right. Oh, in in, in whatever setting, <laughs> whatever setting you're at, right. You know, you don't care if someone thinks you're being goofy or being loud mm-hmm. or being boisterous or mm-hmm. being self-deprecating. I just tell them they stuck with me. It's the way I am. The way yeah. God made me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or the way God molded me into being, because it's part of my character now. Yes. It opens up a lot of doors for me being like that, just being me. Yeah, I see Gator as just a mixture of discipline and love, you know, in in your because he has a discipline of getting up early every morning and studying the word. But and yeah, there's sometimes where he's got to put the gun to his head to get him out of bed. Right. But 
there's a love there. Like as soon as you start reading, you love reading the word, you know? I and, and I think that's like, I got to get that discipline love linked together. You well, know, I found out to start loving God's word is asking God to open it up to you. Yeah. If, if, if you don't get it opened up to you, it's like Charlie Brown's teacher, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. You know, you read oh, the yeah. chapter, to you get... read the verses, you read everything, but you don't get nothing out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. Every time I do a through the Bible in a year yeah. thing, you get through it, and then after a while you're like, all right, I, I got to get this check yeah. mark. I, I, I just need this check mark on this thing. So that's why I've never thing. attempted one of those, and man. Like... And it becomes discipline and no love. And then, mm. but there's times, yes. you know, where it's yeah. all love and no discipline and you don't get anything done. Well, I got to, you know, I got to lean on the Lord because let's see, this month I have spoken nine times Wow. this month. Now that's unusual. I usually do. Oh, you mean in front of people? Because I, yeah, I think you talk more than that. <laughs> two classes for you. I've done two classes for Brother Brown. Yeah. I had uh, the men's breakfast on Saturday, you know, it's Thursday nights. And I, that's a lot of studying. <laughs> you got, you I would have just said the study. same thing and hope nobody went to both. <laughs> Josh, would have, Josh would have read one simple scripture and then be like, so what do you guys what think, you about, guys that? think <laughs> about this? <laughs> got to open the floor up hey, now. I got a video. <laughs> hey, yeah, I got a There's video. a place for that. You need people to get their ideas out. Now, if you want to, if you want, you got to get into it. If you don't get into it, you can't, God can't use you unless you get into it. Yeah. You can't, you can't put God on the back burner. If you want to be a teacher you, and you want to preach or whatever, you want to make a difference in somebody's life, get a passion for what you're doing. That's all it is. I, I love God. That's the bottom line. I love God. And I love his word. And I, I love what his word says to me. When I can get it to quit sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher and speaking to him. And, yeah. and you do. Yes. Even I do that. And I'll, I'll, I'll be in the middle of something. And I'm just like, God, I'm not getting this. You know, help me out with it. You know? Yeah, too many people are reading the Bible, not studying. The Bible. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's Take a difference. Time. There's a difference. Well, even even just taking your time sometimes don't help. God has to, it's like uh, tearing the veil, you know, like the scales off your eyes. It's like when it starts talking to you. When it starts talking to you, then you forget about how long you're even in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very seldom I get a Saturday morning. But if, it, if I'm home and it rains on a Saturday, instead I have to do something, I go in my study and I sit down there, and I, God gave me four lessons in a row, one Saturday morning out there. Hmm. And just as fast as I could look it up, write it down, and plan it, God was rolling them off of there. And I know why. Because my life gets busy sometimes where I don't have time to find every one of those lessons when I need it. I got it stockpiled so that when I do need it, I go into that lesson then I start digging on it. Josh might need one of those if you're not hey. going to use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. How many lessons you got? Are you selling them things? Well, I used one tonight for Brother Brown's class. Um, what's the difference between conviction and condemnation? One's the devil, one's the Holy Spirit. Done. Yeah. Next question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to start test. writing stuff down. That's my problem. You, when I go in there with those guys, that ain't like a bunch of kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> those are seasoned Christians yeah. in there. You know, every time I go in there, I'm like, I'm, I know I'm preaching to the choir in here, mm-hmm. you know, but they're like, no, no, we love it. We love it. You know, they always, whatever God brings them, they appreciate it. Just like tonight, they love the, and it was simple. It's just simple stuff. Conviction, condemnation. You know, what God gives you and what Satan gives you. You got to deter, you know, you got to know the difference. Conviction's good. You know, we don't like it, but without conviction, you'd never want to change. Mm-hmm. You know, if you messed up and you know you messed up, and it, I know about you, but, but for me, whenever I mess up, the old red flag comes right up to the top of the pole. I know I done messed up. Mm. And I know I have to get right with God. And, and I forget who I was talking to the other day about uh, communion. You know, when we take communion in there, you need to be right with God before you take that communion. You don't need anything between you and him. If you got some... Mm-hmm. If you got some sin in your life, you need, and, and it's good for me, because that's the first one. He says communion and get the little cup out. I'm like, God, I don't know. I don't know. I, did, did I mess up or not? I don't know. If I did, please forgive me. If I it. did. Yeah. <laughs> if I did, please forgive me. You know, cause... Yeah, see, in my life, it's not if I did. It's, <laughs> it's God. Okay, that one time. I promise you I did. I don't remember it, but just please. 
There is no if. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good thing, you know. You, you, you get right with God, you know. If you haven't already, you know. So, Mike, what's going to be your first lesson in uh, your uh, class? Oh, yeah. I heard you starting a class. Yes, I have to. I don't know. I, I need to find one. Well, you never I heard want to use one. the right His wife's now. making cookies. So. What, what, what scripture is that in? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Pressure, Mike. I'm, I'm trying to find a study in the right now that media that uses, um, that has seven to nine to ten studies and a but small you don't video, have a topic but of... not a, no, I don't want to, well, I don't want to do it. I got to figure out because I expect because it's a new fed group that maybe some people will join a couple weeks into it and don't want them to be behind, behind and not part of the club. And, uh, not and are you the, doing just a men's group or yeah, you, men's yeah. or you got to be able to bench press over, uh, 150 pounds. What if you're a man and you still can't no, bench 150 so, I mean, pounds? No, yeah, I mean, a, a men's group. Not, uh, yes, a men's group. Have you got anybody particular you got picked out yet to ask? No, I'm just going to have the um, announcement. He's going to come poach you. Uh, sep- no, September 12th, <laughs> they're, doing the fed <laughs> they're doing the Fed group fair, so I'll just have a table. There you and, go. Okay. And, uh, That's good. All right. Amen. We've got to end this podcast sometime. We've got a lot of good information. Yeah. Well, y'all messed up when you let me in. <laughs> We've been talking an hour about nothing. Well, I think, I think the podcast got good about 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I think he's right. You can cut out the first half. Yeah. <laughs> Get the right guy the mic. Yes. So with that, we'll end and see you next time on a great episode of The Whatsoever Podcast. <laughs> Things Podcast. <laughs>